0: This podcast replay is brought to you by RedRecover.com. From NFL stars like Hayden Hurst to daily warriors like yourself, their wraps and pads are designed to deliver maximum benefits with each treatment anywhere you go.
1: And we welcome you into another weekly edition of RedRecover.com Inside the Paint. Usually we're Wednesdays, but hey, I got to travel sometimes. So this week we're Tuesday, deal with it. I'm Ira Winderman from the South Florida Sun Sentinel here in Fort Lauderdale about to head off to New York for a game against the Nets. He's Kurt Heelan for Pro Basketball Talk and NBCSports.com out in the LA area. And, and Kurt, we're sort of in this funky time of the season. You and I have spent months on our RedRecover.com inside the paint show talking about the trading deadline and personnel moves. And now that mostly has stopped after last Thursday's whirlwind. We'll touch on that in a while. You have NBA players who see the light of an eight day all-star break and can't get there soon enough to finally exhale. And then you have the start of sort of the, the run to the finish after the all-star break. But in between, you have this thing called the buyout deadline and, and the buyout process. Kurt, can you sort of take people through? Cause I know you've done a bunch of this at NBCSports.com, yeah. The NBA buyout process sort of fill people in. I'll, I'll take it from a heat perspective after, but sort of fill people in on how the whole thing works
2: these are generally players who either were just traded, but basically their salary was traded. They weren't really ever Russell Westbrook. It was not, he, as much as I think it would be funny. He is not going to play a game for the Utah jazz, right? Right. Like, so they got traded as a salary or it's players who were, their teams were hoping they were going to be able to trade as a salary. And, and the deal didn't come together for whatever reason, Terrence Ross, you end up just having the, the team go, Hey, We'll set you free, we'll buy you out, and we'll make you a free agent. The deal traditionally works out this way. The player gives up the percentage of his salary or the piece of his salary that he will make on a minimum contract on the back end. So he basically agrees to a buyout, takes a little less money that he'll make up when he's somewhere else. The team saves a little cash, frees up a roster spot for a young player they want to try out the rest of the way. And the player gets to move on the player who's stuck, usually stuck in a place they don't want to be or on a bad team gets to jump to a contender or playoff team. And, and fans like the, I think, Ira, don't you think fans overestimate the value of these guys? There are guys that pitch in and help. I mean, yes. and a in when the, was it 2019 when the uh, trailblazers made a run, uh, Marquise Morris helped the Lakers when they won a title in it. But more times than not, man, you're playing some minutes until the playoffs start. Then, look, you just got cut for a reason. Yes, you got yes. bought out for a reason. No, so they No don't one help is that
1: letting much. a difference maker go in the first place. No. There are some situations, bad chemistry, a team going south in a hurry, so you don't necessarily know about that. There's sort of a key date to this whole process, and that's March 1st. If you yes. were on an NBA roster this season, you must be released by March 1st to be playoff eligible somewhere else. What people lose sight of, Kurt, is that's when you have to be released from your team. You can sign any day until before your team's final game of the season. This year it's April 9th and still be playoff eligible. The Heat did that one year with Darrell Wright. They brought him in the last game of the season. He was on their playoff roster when they went to the Eastern Conference semifinals against the Toronto Raptors. So it's not the signing date, it's the release date. So there's another point to this, which happens very rarely but is interesting, Sometimes a team is so yeah. fed up with a the player, they will keep him beyond March 1 as a sort of FU kind of deal. As in, you didn't help us at all. You've been in the pain in the ass. You ain't going to the playoffs anywhere. And those players have very little value unless another team wants them in their development program or yeah. down the road. So we've already seen a bunch of moves right now that have been made. And again, at Curtis, you know this. From not necessarily a beat writer standpoint like I am, but just seeing the league in general – There's always the, oh, they let him get away. They lost out again. Look, when we were talking last week and I was dealing with Big O and our Acura Pembroke Pines report after the trading deadline, there was a sense that the Heat could have and would have done more and didn't get anything at the deadline. And I get that. I get that that there is probably 20 teams after the deadline their fan base feels disappointed. But then it starts in the buyout market. You see this all the time, Kurt, where you don't get a player and it's like, why did the Heat get Danny Green? He went to the Cavaliers. Why didn't the Heat get Terrence Ross? He went to the Suns. Why didn't the Heat get Reggie Jackson? He went to the Nuggets. And this goes to the point that Kurt offered. When players move on, they're not moving on to somewhere where they're not going to thrive in the playoffs. So when you look at some of these players who've already already decided where to go and where their teams, well, Terrence Ross going to the Suns is probably the favorite right now in the Western Conference, despite their record right now. He's looking at a chance to play in the NBA Finals. Reggie Jackson goes to the Denver Nuggets. He's looking at a chance for a deep playoff run into May, maybe even into June. And even the move with Danny Green to Cleveland, I hate to say this, Heat fan right now, but Cleveland has a better record right now than the Miami Heat. They are better positioned right now to do something in the playoffs. So you also have to sort of have the perspective there that players are going to go to the best possible teams unless unless you could offer them a role where they can resurrect their career and be relevant again. Because a lot of players on the buyout market right now had fallen out of favor with their team, were not getting minutes, Russell Westbrook being the most notable exception. So I wanted to bring that all full circle. The Heat right now can bring in up to two players and stay below the luxury tax. They can bring in one player and keep Orlando Robinson, change his two-way contract to a standard deal they could bring in no players and cycle through 10-day contracts and maybe find a diamond in the rough to work in the developmental program. You saw Jamari Bouye, University of San Francisco, Kurt's favorite West Coast conference, You know, taking (laughs) care of it last night for the Heat, 10 points, and and a really needed contribution against the Denver Nuggets. So there's a lot of possibilities. But there is one name out there, and Kurt, this to me, after you told people how the buyout market works and we explained it, is unusual. I can't recall in recent years a buyout situation like Russell Westbrook where say what you want about Russell Westbrook, but I'm sure you've also mentioned this at Pro Basketball Talk and NBCSports.com. He was sort of contending for the Sixth Man Award, right? What he did, the way he resurrected his career and then played for the Lakers. Take us through the Russell Westbrook scenarios that you've already posted at Pro Basketball Talk and, and how unique is this? To have a player, a former MVP, who still yeah. can put up numbers, who put up numbers this season, and now he's eat out there in the ether, clearly not going to play for the Jazz, where do you see this thing headed? And, and, and give people, since you're out there in L.A., a sense of, in case the Heat get him, or in case another team maybe people are rooting for that are watching our RedRecover.com Inside the Pain Show, what is Russell Westbrook right now? There, there's your 20-part question.
2: <laughs> uh Right now, honestly, he's a, like you said, a good role player, a decent, like as a sixth man, when he accepted that spot for uh, when Darvin Ham kind of forced it on him, but he accepted it. He can come in and get you numbers. He's not, he isn't, I don't want to say never been, but has not been for some time a guy who necessarily helps you towards winning every night. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not necessarily, he's not helping on defense. He's not uh in the way that, like, if you add Danny Green, now they had a hole at the three in in, Cle- in Cleveland, right. so they're looking to fill it. But Danny Green helps you win, man. He knocks down threes, plays his role, whatever. I'm not sure Westbrook does that. The Lakers were ready to move on because that, that relationship had been tenuous all season. They'd kind of just made it work. Once his name started popping up in trade rumors, it got messy behind the scenes. He was back to being disruptive to the point where they – if they had not traded him, they were talking about buying him out anyway. Like, just we'll just we got to get out of the, the Russell Westbrook business. It's not good for our team chemistry. That's crazy. They, it's it's just a, crazy. It's just yeah. crazy for the amount he's he
1: contributing. For yeah. who he is, he gets numbers not efficiently necessarily, but he does
2: get himself yeah. some yeah. numbers. The six man doesn't matter, does it? Like, yeah. It, the efficiency. Lou Williams. uh Jamal Crawford, those guys who made a whole career not being efficient off the bench, but man will come in and I'll give you 16, 17, and he can do that and get you assists. I'm curious. I, I'll say that I heard Chicago because of the connection with Billy Donovan, Donovan. Uh, is, is hot, but I, I think it's open and I, the, the buzz is, and I hadn't heard this, but people who know him a little better are saying he's not going gonna to make this decision during the All-Star break. He is not one of the the guys who signed instantly and oh, I'm, I know where I want to go. He's going to take his time with this and find a spot, which I'm curious about because I think the other part question with Russ in particular is, will he accept the role in the next place? Like he did it begrudgingly in Los Angeles, right. but you signs in Chicago. Is he you now? they've got point guard issues. Does he expect to step in and start or is he willing to accept or it's going to be interesting? He could, he could start
1: there. I mean, that's the one yeah, of the few places yeah. he could start. Here's the one thing I, I don't get when I'm trying to caution heat fans and I'll cycle back to the heat and Russ and please join us on our chat board i'll get to some of these also the questions are popping in doesn't don't the clippers make all the sense in the world from this Ooh. standpoint russ lives in la has wanted to get back to la from his ucla years wouldn't have to relocate his family he's talked about his family throughout this process people who know what used to be Staples center is now the crip crypto.com arena would literally walk to 10 steps further to go from yeah. Lakers locker room to Clippers locker room. Everything would be familiar. It seems to me from a rust standpoint, it makes all the convenience safe in the world. Plus imagine if you could put the screws to the Lakers finish with a higher playoff seat, be sitting in there while the Lakers were in the play in, or even if that after last night in Portland. Now the other part of it is, and Kurt covers a bunch of Clippers games in person at the yes. crypts. Did the Clippers not want him? And I'm curious about this, Kurt, for this reason. It would seem to me if the Clippers wanted him, this would have been done right away. But Ty Lue's a really smart guy, and Ty Lue understands chemistry as well. Why isn't Russell Westbrook already a member of the Clippers, who certainly have had issues and depth issues at point guard?
2: It's funny. They were talking about, uh, Ty Lue in particular, came into a media conference and was talking about what they, it's like, What we need, if we're looking on the buyout market, he's like, well, we need somebody who will accept a role, can work off ball, is a shooter who can space the floor because you're going to put the ball in in an ideal world where these guys are healthy. You're going to put the world in the ball in Kawhi Leonard and Paul George's hands virtually every time down. So you need a point guard who can work off the ball, um, defends more of a three and almost a three and D, like a different kind of point guard, not necessarily one who has to run the offense. Went through all this list and then started praising Russell Westbrook and how much he likes him and we're all like that does not line up with the player you just described <laughs> right, in the right. least. So, I got a feeling that that was a hint that there's certainly not unanimity among you know, Paul George is recruiting him, the players want him, players right, are you horrible see the Paul GMs. quotes, yeah. Yeah, Paul George again. Fans, players are horrible GMs. <laughs> From yes. LeBron on down, they're terrible at this.
1: Right. I mean, think about what <laughs> LeBron gave up In Kuzma, KCP, Contavious, Caldwell, Pope, and to a degree, Montrell Harrell, who at least could have helped the Lakers with their center issues right now before they brought in Thomas Bryant. So I get all of that. Take it to another point. The Heat have been linked to Russ. I think early people just try to put players with names and put the square pegs in the square holes and think that can work. When you look at where Russ was and what he did Mm. right now, what he's been doing this season, and you look at the Heat situation, their chemistry, their culture. Jimmy is the alpha male. Bam is the emerging player who has to get fed on the pick and roll. Tyler Hero, the young guard stud, who's going to be starting a $130 million extension. Okay, if players make the worst GMs, Indian people might be the second worst GMs. But, Kurt, I'm going to put that hat on you right now. If you were Andy Ellisberg, if you were a Miami Heat executor in the front office and you're sitting over there at 601 Biscayne and you say, hey, We might have one, or we might have no, depending, or or rather, we might have two available buy buyouts spots to sign a player. Kurt, sell me or don't sell me. You're sitting at the table right now with Pat Riley, Adam Simon, Andy Ellisberg, and Nick Arison. Do you try to sell on the idea of your team bringing in the Miami Heat, Russell Westbrook, or if not, what do you tell them why you don't think it would work?
2: I, I, again, if he's willing to accept the role, it could kind of work with the second unit. If he's willing to come off the bench and play 10 minutes a night. The thing is, here's the thing, Heat fans. He's not really better than Kyle Lowry. He's just not going to be this. Even this upgrade. Kyle Lowry with this. Even this Kyle injury. Lowry. Yeah, really? I mean, he, I, I mean, when Kyle Lowry plays, it's not some dramatic upgrade over where Kyle that's is fascinating. right now. Um, and he can be disruptive. I think that that's. Your concern is that he's going to come in and because he knows his next contract is on the line, um, willingly accept the role. Um, But I got a feeling he's never completely accepted that he's not the guy still Chicago potential. That's, I think, I think that's the draw of Chicago, right? That he, because they don't have Lonzo ball, they're desperate at the point. You could step in and and play heavy minutes there, but I don't know. I don't know if you can, if you heat,
1: it blows my mind. and the one thing I'll never wrap my head fully around is a guy's coming off, I think, about a $40 million contract right now, yeah. has enough money to take care of his family's family's I'm family confident. for the next yeah. millennium. And yet you do talk about they're looking at their next contract and what's going to come next and their next chunk of change. And, and, and it's yeah. just as opposed to, hey, I want to be happy. I want to live in L.A. I want to keep my kids in the same I schools. Think- it, it's, it, that's the part that gets me, number one. By the way, we have a whole bunch of stuff on the chat board. We'll get to that after our first break coming up in just a second. To me, the problem with Russell Westbrook is this. The Heat can't shoot. The Heat can't make three-pointers. The Heat cannot play efficient offense. They are last in average points scored. The only team in the NBA averaging fewer than 110 points a game. They are fourth from the bottom with everyone else a lottery team in offensive efficiency. I was reading somewhere that for his amount of minutes, Russell Westbrook is the least efficient player in the NBA. So Kurt Heal in Miami Heat, associate general manager, will call you. When you look at at Russell Westbrook's game and you look at your team struggles, how can you even make an argument that that would make you better? The way that Russ plays and what is it? The old, you know, leopard doesn't, tiger doesn't change his stripes. Wouldn't that be the same thing? Wouldn't it still be the, I can't believe he just took that shot shot.
2: Yes. You will end up like Laker fans the last year who every time Russell wind up a three, it was no, no, no. Like you could hear the audible yeah. groans within the crypto arena. It's yeah. Culturally, I think he, look, I think he'd like Miami. He, I will say this teammates love him. He is a genuinely good, thoughtful guy uh, as a person. Most of the time he is, even if he's not that way with the media, teammates love him and he's good in the community. Like I think he fit He works hard. Like I think he fit with the heat culture in a lot of ways. I just don't think he's the player you need. And I think, you know, like you said, shooting's is a good place to start. They just, he's terrible at it.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I think that's fascinating. Anyway, there are some other names that I do think fit, and we'll get to them. They might not be the sexy names you want. I see on the chat board we have some suggestions. We'll address all of those. So that was part one of who might not fit and how the process works. We come back from this break on RedRecover.com Inside the Paint. We'll look at what remains of the buyout market and directions the heat might go. And Kurt will give you his list, not really, of his top five heat prospects on the <laughs> buyout market, now given about 90 seconds to go on the internets. We'll be back right <laughs> after this break on redrecover.com, Inside the Paint.
0: You're listening to the RedRecover.com Inside the Paint show with Ira Winderman and Kurt Helan. RedRecover.com's wraps and pads are designed to deliver maximum benefits with each treatment anywhere you go. Use the code BIGO to get a 10% discount.
2: There's no need to drive around South Florida wasting valuable time looking for a new or certified pre-owned Acura. Go to the number one volume sales dealership in the Southeast United States. Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines. Purchase with pace and space in a dealership tailored to your needs. From home buying to providing that personal touch. Contact the 2020 Satisfaction Award winner Craig Zins Acura of Pembroke Pines. 888-776-5123. That's 888-776-5123. Or visit them at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. If you're a Miami sports fan, then there's only one store to go to. And that's Caneswear at Miami Fanware in Davie. They're your one-stop shop for all your inner miami CF, Canes, Dolphins, Panthers, and Marlins merchandise. They have hats, t-shirts, game day jerseys, and so much more. Located at 2511 South University Drive in Davie. And open 24-7 online at caneswear.com or innermiamiware.com Call them at 954-835-5597. Caneswear, the spot where Inner miami is and all Miami sports fans shop. Hey guys, this is Hayden Hurst, NFL tight end. I'm partnering today with Red Recover. We're gonna run you guys through some drills. I started using Red Recover last year, my fourth year in the NFL. It just helps me on Mondays after games, get my recovery process started, get back into the fold of the week and get ready for the following Sunday. And if you want to recover like me, use Red Recover.
0: Welcome back to the RedRecover.com Inside the Paint Program with Ira Winderman and Kurt Healan. Go to redrecover.com to learn more about red light with videos, blog posts, and 40 years of medical research to treat pain, inflammation, and overall well-being. Use code BIGO to receive 10% off your order. Here's Ira Winterman and Kurt Heelan.
1: And welcome back to our weekly redrecover.com Inside the Pain Show going a day earlier than usual Tuesday at 9 a.m. this week. Uh, Because I got a trip to Brooklyn and then finally an all-star break. We'll be back at our mid-season recap next week on
2: Wednesday. Are you going to be in Salt Lake? Excuse me? Are you going to be in Salt Lake with me?
1: Uh, You know what? I heard it's cold in Salt Lake. So I'm going to be at Anna Maria Island out in Bradenton enjoying a couple of days off. Because with this schedule as a bee rider, it's like enough. So you have a good time. Say hello to BAM for me. Maybe say hello to Tyler Hero. Maybe the three-point contest, we'll hear about that. By the way, i want going to go off, off script here just for a second because I am curious about something. Um, they have a name, which seems very strange to me, Kurt, the full participants for the All-Star Saturday contest when the yes. All-Star Saturday contests are like five days away. Do you think it's an issue getting players just to go out for a one-day contest to Salt Lake City and – can you ever recall anything like this this late in the game, oh. not officially having the dunkers, the three point shooters, or whatever other cockamamie contest they have?
2: Yeah, I think it is late, and I'm wondering if if cold weather midwestern city that's not exactly known for its nightlife. We'll just leave yeah. it there. Yeah, um Look, you were able to get your guys to Chicago, you know, and stuff, but this is a. This is not a favorite stop for players on the on the tour, and I, I think that might play into it.
1: No, as a matter of fact, I was talking to some players and people around the league, and when you look at the lineup they've had lately of Cleveland and Salt Lake and Indianapolis is up next, It's I almost think, and again, I know what they do. They say build an arena, refurbish an arena, yeah. bring in new ownership, we'll give you the all-star game. But I almost think you need to make this sort of like the rotation with the college football playoff where you get to these sexy, warm-weather cities, and then everyone's all in. Believe me, if this was in Miami, and I know there's the conflict with the Miami Boat Show and Convention Center space at the Coconut Grove Arts Festival, that's what the Heat always use, And, and saying also they don't like that their season ticket holders get squeezed out, and that's an ongoing issue with these venues also. But when you look at sort of getting guys out there, I had heard, again, don't aggregate, that Jimmy Butler was offered a spot among the reserves that went to Pascal Siakam and basically said, yeah, I got my plans. And now it's going to be interesting because if Jalen Brown can't play because of his facial fracture, uh, Joel Embiid mentioned he's feeling a little sore, might want to sit out. So I do find that curious. The other thing is I had found this out before the game yesterday. A bunch of guys reported it after, so, so did I, that Tyler Hero is one of the people invited for the three-point contest. And the first thing I did is I went to NBA.com stats And I'm like, Tyler Hero, three-point percentage, 72nd in the league. Tyler Hero, (laughs) three-point conversions, 56th in the league. It just seems to me that where it used to be Larry Bird would want to go to the three-point contest and tell the guys in the locker room before, I got this, guys, it's over, and then go out and do it. Or Steph, because he's at the All-Star game. I almost think for some of the contests, you might as well just take All-Stars. They're there anyway. They're trapped anyway. Is All-Star Saturday
2: jumped? the shark i think it's uh, i think the dunk contest has i think guys show up but you're right that what works for the three-point contest has long been that a hey, a bunch of the like and this year already the names that leaked lillard some of the guys who were like hey i'm already there i might as well go out saturday night and shoot but i think look i i i think getting people to a location is a cold location in the winter is an issue and i I will, our, our without dropping names, our mutual friend, Tim Frank, mm-hmm. I gave a hard time to last year saying, I didn't know they closed New Orleans. I didn't know yeah. that it was done. Like, like, if you put it there, everybody goes. Like Miami, there's a whole bunch of cities you could drop it.
1: So you go to LA, they're going to be out yeah. there. That's where they wind up anyway. You go to Miami, you go, you go to a warm weather destination. You could bring your family with you. It makes a difference. So anyway, I didn't want yeah. to digress that much. We were talking about buyout. We're talking about the Miami heat. They could have up to two spots. The first question that came in today was for MM. He asked for about two names. There was one name I'm very curious about and that's Dario Saric, who I think mm-hmm. would be the perfect heat fit. Can be a stretch four or five. Could also defend in the post. Was actually coming around and I was surprised Kurt Heelan when he was traded by the Suns when he was actually playing that well, but they wanted Baisley yeah. and sort of to rebuild their bench, which obviously they traded the whole thing away. Yeah. I've lately been sort of talking to people who say, look, the Thunder are in it to win it all of a sudden. And and, and Saric is a guy who could help him. Do you think Dario Saric stays through the buyout process with the Thunder or do you think there's a chance he shakes free?
2: I think there's a chance, but it sounds like he wants to stay and and you named it. Like they I don't know if they were as as of a couple of days ago they actually were the 10 seed. And they are looking to make the play and, and make a little push. Um so I they may not be that eager to give him up right now um they may they may see him as a guy who can like you said help them down the stretch so I, they're probably i mean these are mutual decisions most of the time yes he's ready to move on the player doesn't want to be there i don't know where that stands with Saric. like would he be happy playing out the season in okc I, right.
1: I, and, and a lot of this is back channel you can't the heat can't call dario saris and say come here he is under nba contract to a team what you can do is talk to his agent and say, "Well." Not talking about a particular player, but we still have our $4 million biannual exception and $4 million left from the mid-level, which we can offer to a player. We also might be able to create a starting position if someone happens to be about seven feet and can shoot three-pointers, and then the player sort of has a choice. Most cases of a player who is discarded like that goes to his new GM and says, look, I have to relocate here. There's a better situation for me. I'm in the last year of my contract. We talk about it with Russ. I want to rebuild my value. That could still happen. So, which is why I think, like you even mentioned, Russ is going to wait through the All-Star break to see where he wants to go to sort of better size up the situations. I think that'll happen with a few. Again, as long as you were waived by your current team by March 1st, you are playoff eligible. Then you have the issue of how long do you wait and can you develop that chemistry that late in the season? It was, um, I think it was 2018, I'm going to say, the Heat picked up Joe Johnson late in the year, ISO Joe. He was terrific for them when they got past Charlotte in the first round, when they got to a game seven against Toronto. So you can make it work, and guys yeah. who come in late can make it work. In that same question, M.M. asked, is it possible to get DeMarcus Cousins? This is part He's two of the buyout world and how it works. If you were not in the NBA this season, you could sign any like we said in our first segment, you could find that in our podcast outlets, You can sign any time until the last day of the season and still be playoff eligible. Kurt, you've had a bunch of DeMarcus Cousins experiences out there in LA. You've seen him in the Western conference. Is there still something left or is there a reason we haven't seen DeMarcus Cousins this season at all in the NBA?
2: There is a little left. He actually, I thought played pretty well as a backup last year in Denver for Mm -hmm. Jokic through, through this same stretch of the season. Um, I think that there's a little in the tank, but there is a feeling that he is still disruptive. And the, essentially, okay. the the, tr- the troubles, you're not getting, look, when you get peaked to Marcus Cousins, teams will put up with a lot of crap, right? right. Like when you're getting a player that good. is fantastic, yeah, yes. yeah. When you're getting a lesser version of that, you will put up with less. And so he wanted, what he wants is minutes and the chance to reestablish himself but then he'll push for that. And so I think there was a sense of is it worth the problem? It just hasn't been able to land somewhere. And he he will, by the way, be eager to tell you that's in his past, that's not who he is anymore. What else um, are you but say? it's hard, but it yeah, but exactly. And it's also it true or not, it's just hard to get past that rep.
1: No, and, and, and I agree with that. And there's usually a reason guys are out. And teams don't – you don't want to bring in a headache. You have enough no. going on with your guys. Hell, you have Jimmy Butler here. You have enough <laughs> going on. You have Kyle Lowry here. You have enough going on. So I think that's interesting. There's a non-sexy name that I put out there that I think works for the Heat. I'd say in, uh, outside of real basketball insiders, that might not be as much knowledge. But this Heat team can't score. And I think they need to recognize the fact that Kyle Lowry might not be coming back through that door anytime soon. Victor Oladipo is the classic case of a guy who pushes through injury and then gets new injuries, so you don't know. God bless Jamari Bouye and what he did last night. Let's be reasonable here. Will Barton. It's interesting. You talked about DeMarcus Cousins finishing last season well with Denver. Will Barton had time with Denver when he was a quality NBA player. And I'm still not sure. Look, I'm going to be honest. I don't cover the Wizards. I don't know as much about their situation, why he's not playing. I know they want to play their younger players. Will Barton's still a player, isn't he? And, and the fact yeah. that he's working through a buyout, usually that happens when you, when you decide on your destination, like Kurt said in our first segment, how much money you're going to be giving back. What, what's your thoughts on Will Barton as a possibility for any team in the buyout market and maybe as a possibility for the Miami Heat?
2: you stole the name i was going to drop if you asked me who should be at the top of their list because will barton would have been the guy um because he he knocks down threes he can create a little he can defend a little he's not the guy he used to be but he can do enough but he just knows how to play and fit in and win and could step into a role and knock down shots and make plays um and i think you've got the advantage i would a I assume he wants out of Washington because he's not playing much there like they've, they've leaned into Kuzma and, and the rotation they have. Right. Um, the other thing you mentioned earlier that I didn't realize about the heat, but matters a lot to guys is, Hey, I was about to sign for the minimum, which is prorated through, we keep calling it the second half of the season. Right. It's really like the final third Our of the third, season. Yeah. So you're, so you're getting this limited amount of, of, of money. If you can offer a guy more, If you can say, hey, we've got some mid-level, we've got some biannual left, you want – if we can give you this and and it's double what you would make somewhere else, guys will jump at that. Guys will genuinely jump. It is a huge – outside of Miami and all the other draws that come with the heat, it's all still business, man. Will Barton is still trying to make money, and if you can offer him more of it, he will jump. So I – I'd be curious. I they haven't that hasn't happened yet. He has right. been on everybody's watch list, but I think you were you nailed it. He would be talk about a plug and play guy for the Heat. And yes. who could just walk in and help you. There's probably some other teams that see it that way too, but Miami could use him.
1: No, yeah, and again, I think you've got to look toward offense. You know, Eric Spolter, the same thing after every game. We're going to win with defense. We're a defensive team, averaging 108 points just. Three, four years ago would have been quite the achievement and would have put you right in the middle of the league or even the upper echelon. This team has changed. You have to make threes. You have to score at least 115, it seems, a night in order to be competitive. The Heat are in that. I can't tell you why the three-point shooting has fallen off the face of the earth, but it has. So I find that interesting. There also was a thought of this. There's not a lot of teams who can have guys coming through the door who already are in the building. So I'm just wondering also whether the Heat thought is this. Omer Yurtsevich has not played this season, has returned to practice, will get an eight-day break with the Heat to really keep working, and then probably hit the court after the break. We know what we saw from Omer Yurtsevich during that six-week stretch last season when Bam Adebayo was out because of the thumb surgery. You have that. Duncan Robinson has been shooting three-pointers not very well this season, but then we found out he was shooting three-pointers with a broken finger since mid-November. So he is poised to come back. I spoke to him in the locker room yesterday. He's not wearing the splint, so he has a chance. And then you have Victor Oladipo coming back from the ankle injury and what's going on with him right now. Could you foresee the Heat saying, you know what? We want to see what Omer has. We want to see if Duncan can come back and make threes. We want to see if Vic is going to be healthy for a playoff run and maybe putting off that decision, like we said, closer to that March 1 date.
2: You can only put, like you said, the problem is you can only put it off so long because if Will Barton hits the market, it will not just be the heat. Like it would be multiple guys. And this is true of pretty much everyone, except maybe cousins, um, mentioned before. There's a market for these guys. And so you got to know who you want and who would fit. And the second, uh, frankly, like you mentioned before, you do this through back channels. If you want Will Barton, you're already having a conversation with Will Barton's agent or you're too late right? Like you, you are too late to the party. It's like free agency. Um, if, if you're not yes. doing free
1: agency ahead of free agency, you're not getting Lonzo ball or Kyle Lowry right. or PJ Tucker and, and, and or, or Jalen Brunson. And then you just pay the second round fee. This, I can't recall it a buyout anyone being penalized like that. So I think it's even more appreciated, especially yeah. when a player is in a distressed situation. So I wanted to talk about the heat options. I will get to the chat board. I promise in our next segment, but I want to ask you one last thing on the way out of this segment right here. Kyle Lowry was not with the Heat for their two home games last week, and the Heat said it was an excused absence. They said because of the knee, whatever, taking treatment. He didn't go with the team to Orlando, road game. Most of their injured players don't travel. Usually on a one-game trip, you don't. You can take therapy at home. There's no reason to get on the plane. I get that also. Yesterday, Kyle Lowry's also not at the game. Heat don't mention excused absence, just Kyle wasn't here tonight. Okay. Okay. I know what I would read into that, but I'm curious from a distance. As someone who works for Pro Basketball Talk and talks about players falling in and out of favor all season, Kurt, how odd is that to you that Kyle Lowry has not been around the Miami Heat now for more than a week?
2: It's not a good sign, is it? It's, it, it, it Engaged players, even when injured and recovering, are still around, right? Most of the time. like they, they, Not maybe every game, but... They're there on the bench. They're there taking, you know, like, look, you know, to use the easy example, because he became a thing, LeBron was sitting courtside. He's missing he will, as of tonight, miss three straight because of his foot issue, right? Um, which was bothering him. Like, yeah, he's gonna be there. So, and it is more noticeable when it's a star, but it matters. Like role players are there. So yeah, it's like you said, not flying to Orlando makes sense. Not not doing right the odd one off is one thing, but not being around at all for a week. Has to raise eyebrows.
1: And I'm just wondering, do you think the Heat are at a point where they realize they have to reintegrate? Or do you think the Heat are at a point where they realize they have to go toward the workaround? In other words, could Gabe Vincent be the starter the rest of the season for the Miami Heat?
2: It's very possible, isn't it? I mean, he's, but I think he's, he has played well enough in that role that even if Kyle's back, is he better than Kyle right now? I
1: floated it for the first time in my Guy at SunSentinel.com, and I said before, it's absurd that the minimum guy, 2 million or so, is going to play ahead of the 30 million guy. Now I'm not so sure. Now I think you've got to think of the best interest of the other 15 players on the team and how that works out. I really am curious to see how Pat Riley or Eric Spolstra talk their way out of this when the Heat do regroup after the All-Star break, and Kyle is there, and past his knee issue and how that plays out and how it plays out with Kyle. He's never bought into the culture. He's always been a, yeah, yeah, talk about your culture. I won a championship in Toronto. I know what to do for better or worse, and now they're in this situation. Anyway, that's our second segment here on redrecovered.com, Inside the Paint. If you missed either of the first two, go to any of your big O show outlets on the podcast market and catch that. When we come back, I want to talk about the playoff race. It's going to be easy this week to talk about the Heat upcoming schedule because there's just one game. We'll try to get to the chat board and finish up your questions here before we take our own all-star break. So all that and more coming up after this break on redrecover.com inside the paint.
0: You're listening to the redrecover.com inside the paint show with Ira Winderman and Kurt Helan. Redrecover.com's wraps and pads are designed to deliver maximum benefits with each treatment anywhere you go. Use the code O to get a 10% discount. When you move, you need a reliable company led by passionate folks eager to assist its customers during a transitional process that needs to be smooth. Call Essential Moving Experts at 844-368-5750 for all your local and long-distance moving needs. You can rely on Essential Moving Experts. Mention The Big O Show and get $150 off. Family-owned and operated, they offer free 30-day storage. Full-service moving, fully licensed, bonded, and insured. Moving was never so easy. Essentialmovingexperts.com
1: Oh, great. You got a doorbell camera. Now you got a front row seat to your house getting robbed. No, 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 no. And there's nothing you can do about
2: it. Get out of my house! Ooh,
1: mom's jewelry. There goes the TV. I'm sure it'll turn up at the pawn shop. No. Just because you can see them, that doesn't mean you can stop them. With the Sloans. you get 24-hour monitoring, a free
2: home security system, and professional installation, plus a free doorbell camera. Free? One that'll actually work for you. It's not total security unless it's the Sloan Shield. Call 1-800-ALARM-NATE. Red Recover now offers a simple to use, professional grade light therapy device designed to help your dog heal and live a healthier life. Red Recover emits red and infrared light therapy based on the same science that NASA developed, all in a soft, flexible housing pad powered by a convenient, rechargeable lithium ion battery. Say yes to science and give your dog the care it deserves with Red Recover.
0: Welcome back to the RedRecover.com Inside the Paint program with Ira Winderman and Kurt Helan. Go to RedRecover.com to learn more about red light with videos, blog posts, and 40 years of medical research to treat pain, inflammation, and overall well-being. Use code BIGO to receive 10% off your order. Here's Ira Winderman and Kurt Helan.
1: And welcome back for our third and final segment this week on RedRecover.com, Inside the Paint, typically 9 a.m. here on the Big O Show. On Wednesdays, have to travel, so we're doing it Tuesday this week. Back to regular time next week. I'm Ira Winderman from the South Florida Sun-Sentinel here in Fort Lauderdale. He's Kurt Heelan from Pro Basketball Talk and NBCSports.com out in the Los Angeles area. We've already talked about how the buy process works. Segment one, download it. We've talked about heat options. Segment two, download it. One name I left off and I'm curious about because it's almost like he's, I I've always looked, almost looked at him at this stage as the walking dead, Kurt Heelan, Serge Ibaka,
2: still a thing. I don't think so. I, I got a feeling he's just kind of maybe, but I don't, I just, it's tempting because on paper, he's such a great fit for what the heat need. But I, I don't know. His last couple of stops, he's, if a guy's not getting time, some places you're kind of like, why isn't he getting time? So, yeah.
1: You saw him out there with the Clippers and and he was injured a lot. Mm. As a matter of fact, if I'm correct, I think, I think I was out for a Clippers game last year and he actually was playing for their G league team that night, trying to work his way back. If I recall when I was there at at what was staples at the time, did he do anything with the Clippers? Did you start to see the downward there or was there something tangible still there?
2: No, you started to see the downward. I mean, his role was because they've got a center they like, you know, to come off the bench and be the stretch five kind of backup guy. And he just, they wanted him to be, it's a very different player, but in style, but Trez Montrezl Harrell in a sense of, Hey, come in and give us a little pump off the bench. And he he didn't have that in him and he couldn't stay healthy long enough to do it.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. And again, the Heat actually have enough money they could bring a player in on a minimum. If it doesn't work, get rid of them, bring in another player, and still stay below the yeah. tax. The corollary I'd make here is there was a, a few years back during the Big Three era the Heat brought in Chris Birdman Anderson. They first tried him out on two 10-day contracts to see if it would work, signed him for the balance of the season, signed him for the next season. And so I floated this by an NBA person last night, and they said, wouldn't that be the perfect way for the Heat to go, to bring in a Cousins or bring in a Serge Ibaka on a 10-day say, let's see if we can do it. But, and, and and we talked about this with Russell Westbrook and some other players and NBA ego. Do you think there's any chance that Serge Ibaka would bring himself down to that level of agreeing on a 10-day tryout contract? Or do you think someone like him with his decade plus of experience is basically either you want me or you don't?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know how badly he wants that because, I, like I said, I Miami on paper is a perfect fit for him. So would he be willing to accept that to prove that he's still got something in the tank? I I don't know him well enough to know that answer, I guess is, is, is what I, what I would say. I I don't know the answer to that. My guess is that he would try where cousins, I would pretty much say no. Cousins has done Um, the 10 day thing before. He's,
1: he's a little bit more of a desperate situation. I just think the proven veteran who's had the proven career is just yeah. not as willing in that situation. as like, either you want me or you don't. I'm not going to go down there. I'm not going to learn a whole new system. I'm not going to build up my hopes. You either sign me, even though it's such a nominal amount, it is a pro-rated share of the NBA minimum for a veteran was two two 2.6 this year, I think. So it's less than half of that, of a guy who's earned in excess of $100 million. That's just who they are. Want to get back to the chat board because I've been a little sort of distracted here today. Too extreme goes, let's be honest. I'm not being negative with this but there isn't a move that he can make that will make them a title contender this season. Look, I agree from without from outside, whether it's Will Barton, whether it's Serge Ibaka, that there's those guys are coming in. Maybe as your eighth man, as nothing else yeah. from this heat roster from within Kurt Healan, looking at Bam and Jimmy and Tyler, maybe Ty- Kyle coming back, maybe Vic coming back. Is there a scenario where you say there is still lightning in the bottle for this team? To get to the Eastern Conference finals, which would mean ahead of either the Boston Celtics or the Milwaukee Bucks.
2: Yeah, or Philadelphia, if you're high on them right now. They've played okay. better lately. Yeah, um, I, I don't see it. I just, this team hasn't, at this point in the season, I have to have seen something. You have to do it. I, 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 Golden State might be the one exception because they've got the rings to prove they can flip the switch. Everybody else, if I'm not seeing it, I'm just not sold. And I'm kind of, I've kind of gotten there with the heat where I think they can be a really dangerous playoff team if everything clicks and nobody would want to see them, but I don't know that they can compete with the best in the East at this point.
1: I think that he could still be great. If Kyle Lowry can be great, but I've seen absolutely (laughs) nothing that let that trends in that direction right now. Now, maybe you're saying, Hey, he's had the week off for the knee. He's going to get eight days off for the all-star break. Maybe he can come back rejuvenated. He's been reading his press clearly. He's been seeing what's been said. He hasn't been showing up. Maybe there's a Pat Riley pep talk and an Eric Spolster pep talk. But shy of that, I think that's what really means more than anything. Too Extreme also brings something up, and I want to bring it back because I know there is a Russell Westbrook fa- fascination and will be until he signed somewhere. He asks, can Russell Westbrook coexist with Jimmy Butler on the same team? That would seem like a ticking time bomb ready to blow up on Spo. Kurt, I want to take you back – you to take us back into the Lakers locker room because I could not read this situation. LeBron James wanted Russell Westbrook there, Yet from a body language standpoint, which is all I have 3,000 miles away, you're closer to see that, it seemed like LeBron was nothing but frustrated with what Russell Westbrook's play. I remember there was one game. Yes. we took this awful shot at the end of the game, and LeBron was wide open. And almost did the J.R. Smith, I'm here, give me the ball kind yes. of deal. Did Russ get along with LeBron? Was there friction there? Was the big ego of I've gotta win, it's winning or nothing, LeBron? How did that play out with an elite player and Russ?
2: The friction was the friction really wasn't off the court in terms of personality. Like mm-hmm. they actually meshed fine. The friction was exactly what you mentioned, which is Russ still genuinely believes in his heart that he is a top 10 level player who can be an alpha. Like he wants to take that shot. He wants to be that guy. He believes he is and he's not. And he's, he never really accepted it. He's did better this year, but he never really liked the idea that he was, frankly, I was going to say the third option. There were times that he was lower than that on the pecking right. order and he would be in Miami, right? He's still option three or four. Um, I, so that's where the tension comes. It's not a personality thing, but it would drive Jimmy and bam and Tyler nuts that, I mean, let me put it this way, the running joke, the night LeBron broke the record was he's going to get to 35. The game's going to be on the line and Russ is going to wave him off so he can yes. take a jumper. Like, <laughs> like, and that's not even out of character. Like, right. totally would have happened.
1: No, and, and it would have. And, and that's why, I, again, I think the guy who would be most impacted if you bring Russell Westbrook in matter of fact, I'm going to put you on the spot because I don't care which player do you <laughs> heat player do you think would be most negatively impacted Ooh. if Russell Westbrook arrives? I think this is a definitive name. I don't think you'll get it, but I'm just a bad guy. I'm, I, I, my first thought was Tyler more than Jimmy. Yes, stop. You won. Stop. You won. Uh, ding yeah. ding 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 ding. Here's the reason: Jimmy Butler's a willing passer and doesn't have to get his points. We've seen Bam out of bio. He loves to play make. He loves to work off the yeah. fulcrum, off the elbow, so he plays that way also. Most of the other players are that way. Tyler is trying to establish his star. He's trying to become the next thing. He's, he has an image. He's the young guy, you know, boy wonder and all that. I think if Russ takes his shots, it'll hit home with him. That here I am, and Tyler's on a very nice upward arc right now. That here I am, and I'm making my move, and now this guy's coming and getting in the way. So it's interesting how, how the listeners are pointing out that how it might affect Jimmy – I don't think as much. I think it affects the young guy who's trying to make his way. have another one here. This is from Jesse M. And it's interesting. He goes, I just got on, so forgive me. We don't forgive you. You must listen to the first two segments when we're done. But I'll let that go, Jesse. If you've already answered this, any any chance that Heat buy out Kyle Lowry? Right now, zero for this reason. Yeah. If you have remaining money left on your contract, at worst, you're a trade ship. And I brought this up before. With Kyle at 30 next season and Tyler here at about 27 starting his extension, you have that nice sweet spot where you have a $15 million block that you could send out that gets you any salary in the league. You don't have to worry about adding another contract or something like that. That's what makes Kyle valuable. Now, if we get to next year's trading deadline and he's not playing and it's not working out, then you could talk about buyout. As a matter of fact, one of the buyout names I didn't mention which I had originally when I was listing at the Sun-Sentinel, was this, was Kelly Olenek. But again, he's a guy, he has money on his contract next year. Only $3 million is guaranteed. But that can be a facilitator and a a chip in a trade also. Any future money still becomes salary cap fodder. So you have to sort of hold on to that because if you buy the player out, you have to buy out both seasons. The difference with Dwayne Deadman is his second season was not guaranteed. So the Heat... Uh, the Spurs actually bought out the remainder. He's off to Philadelphia, but there's no money and contractual obligation after this season. Another one here that was brought up about, um, this was back to 2 Extreme asked this, about Gabe starting over Kyle Lowry, which we mentioned. Kurt, this is a two-part question. The question is, the, the thought always is, when you bench a veteran, you can lose him. Yeah. Do you think that he would lose Kyle Lowry? But part two of that, or part one a of that, do you think that matters? That if they lose Kyle Lowry, because when they've had Kyle Lowry, they haven't had Kyle Lowry.
2: Yeah, I would say I, I think you are reaching. You have reached, not even reaching. You come back from the All Star break, aren't we at the cold hard decision point of the season? There's no mm-hmm. more. There's no more man. We kind of would like to make this work, and we're going to give him minutes to let them figure this. There's no more of that. Like if if Gabe's playing better, Gabe has to play. It's it's kind of that simple. And right now, looking at it last night, you know, watching the game that I saw, Gabe was making plays out there. He's still yeah. he's got a he's playing with tremendous confidence he's right a now. Tough
1: little son of a bitch is what he is. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, and,
2: and you could you need that more than whatever you're getting from Kyle right now. So yeah, I I mean to me Well, let me ask you this. You just reach that point.
1: If if I say I'm starting Gabe, do I need to find a backup point guard cuz I couldn't necessarily trust Kyle as far as mm. maybe packing it in as a backup point guard or you think there's enough professionalism there that Kyle still would question. give you whatever
2: he has in reserve? I don't know. You know Kyle better than I. You've watched him up close how he would hand I think how he would handle that would be interesting. I don't I I um, think that would be I one will of say- those
1: say one things but maybe act in a different way, you know, where all of a sudden, hey, whatever coach wants, I'm here for the team, but my knee hurts today, you know, yeah. and you wind up getting into that, and then all of a sudden the Heat has no depth at point guard. Jamari Bouye was their backup. God bless him on his 10-day contract last night against Denver. So you're limited there also. You know what? It's funny because our listeners are actually smarter than us, so maybe Kurt won't be back next week. And one point <laughs> this out, this is actually a very good name. Not only Kyle Tyler Hero being impacted if they sign Russell Westbrook, but it, Too Extreme actually brings this up, and I think it makes sense. Victor Oladipo would be impacted yes. significantly also, wouldn't he be, keep, oh my God. be Kurt Healy? You'd,
2: you'd be taking the ball out. He looked so, – pre this injury, he started to really show something, right? He yes. was like, yeah, he was looking good, and now you're going to take the ball out of his hands for – to watch Russell Westbrook pound the ball for 20 seconds, then jump, then hit a – you know, miss a mid-range jumper? Like, it's – Yeah, that's actually a really good point.
1: Russell Westbrook will be a free agent no matter where he signs after this season. Common sense would tell you he's probably at the mid-level point of his career or less Mm -hmm. and just what he wants to do. But do you think if Russell Westbrook goes to a team he's going to try to reprove himself and think, because they all do, that he's going to get another big contract?
2: I'm really curious what's in his head about that one because Mm -hmm. I think I am – I don't know that he, I mean, I I don't, first off, I don't think he even thinks he would get the max, but does he think he's a 25 million a year player, a 20 million a year player? When we're talking, by the way, mid-level people is 10. I would have said that he could, because he's a draw in a name, maybe he can get 13, 14. Like he might get a little above the mid, but like, I'm not paying him more than that. You know what's
1: interesting, Kurt? If he doesn't give up his bird rights and doesn't take a buyout, he can still do a sign and trade from the Jazz and get that upper echelon salary. You give that up on a buyout, you lose all of your bird rights. So, yeah. is there a part of Russ who says, Well, if I stay with this Jazz team, eh, we're in playing range anyway. But in the offseason, my agent that I think is Jeff Schwartz, my agent that can work out a deal yeah. where I could be a sign and trade and still get money, could he possibly be thinking about that?
2: I wouldn't be surprised if it's on the table. I know that there were people in Utah who said to him, Hey, We'd be happy to have you the rest. They're not trying to win. They'd be happy to have you the rest of the season. And he's an
1: attraction. And it's come see Russell yeah. Westbrook and the Utah Jazz. So, you know, I mean, as it, you know, as much as you have Walker Kessler and, and nice young players yeah. there and Larry then going to the All-Star game, it gives you something to sell to other people. Yeah. And he really can internally sabotage you wonderfully for what you want. Okay, we're running he's also, he's,
2: also ha- he's also had tension with the fans in Utah, which is just would be beautiful.
1: Just be, uh, exactly. <laughs> and, and it's funny because everyone thinks the, 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 the religious-based Utah fans are the nice guys, and, man, you know that crowd, no, Kurt. That no. is a rough, rough crowd, and you hear things there you shouldn't hear anywhere. Heat remaining scheduled before the All-Star break, relatively simple. Brooklyn Nets on Wednesday night, then off for 10 days. We'll get to the future schedule after that. Next week on RedRecover.com, Inside the Paint. Brooklyn Nets, right now, where they're situated with nice young contributing players: yeah. Mikhail Bridges, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, Cam Johnson, Dorian Finney-Smith, Joe Harris, still there. Brooklyn Nets, a playoff team, first top six seed, a, a play-in team, top ten seed. Where do you think the Nets are trending after their trades of Kyrie Irving and
2: Kevin Durant? I think they're playing because I think the Knicks and Heat will both pass them, but interesting, it's not easy. Not, but you're but you're right; they're not bad. A, they've got too much cushion to fall out of the play, and right. hey, they're not bad. They, they have a bunch of nice role players. I agree. That, that, they're, they're, if you watch, they're just not a pushover now. If you Tough watch game play, tomorrow you're have to at,
1: at Barkley Center because of that. Also, if you want to skip the All Star game, you have to miss your team's game before the All Star game or else get <laughs> really good medical notes. So it might be curious with Jimmy Butler and his approach in that game as well. I'm not saying he's not going to play. I think the perfect Jimmy Butler thing is with five seconds on the clock saying his ankle hurts and sorry, I need treatment, I can't go. And they have very good treatment in Cabo and take that direction. But we will sum up all the All-Star stuff. We will do our midseason recap next Wednesday on RedRecover.com, Inside the Paint. But for now, I'm Ira Winderman from the South Florida Sun Sentinel. He's Kurt Heelan from NBCSports.com, Pro Basketball Talk, and more importantly, the Big O Show rolls on.